Hi everyone, I'm Liam Sanyo from Inside Scientific, your favorite online source for life science webinars, virtual events, interviews, and educational content helping you do your best work. This episode of Expert Answers features Dr. Fred Beasley, Director of Scientific Engagement, Cardiovascular and Metabolic Disease at Crown Bio. Recently, Dr. Beasley joined us for a webinar with the topic of animal model selection, study design, and current trends in preclinical obesity research. Okay, let's get right into it. The first question today comes from William, who has asked, Fred, whether you would consider the DIO model to be more physiologically relevant to human health. It, again, it's going to depend on what your readout is. The advantage of the DIO model is that it's it's very easy to achieve. And there are currently now highly standardized diets that will uh, allow uh, for easy reproduction of previous studies. Omits several crucial factors of the, the, the Western human diet that contribute to comorbid, comorbidities. But it does provide phenotypes, including insulin resistance, that if you're targeting those are sufficient. And it's also reversible. So you can evaluate the efficacy of uh, drugs that will promote weight burning. Again, it really just depends on what your your mechanism of interest is. Uh, but it's, its advantage is definitely its simplicity and its uh, uh, broad popularity, allowing for more accurate comparison with historical studies. Excellent. Great answer, Fred. Next question. Andre has asked whether age of rats or mice affect the severity of diet-induced obesity. Yeah, it does. The older they get, the more resistant they become. So typically, animals are induced at a very young age, uh, usually around five or six weeks. That's pretty. That's that's the simple answer. Yeah. Excellent. Thanks. Next question here from Inga, who's asked uh, whether you could say something about the difference in the length and function of the colon and small intestine in rats versus mice, and whether that whether you know if that has any effect on diet and obesity. That is a uh, wow, that's a very nuanced question. I have not come across this topic in any of my consultations with clients. I do know that rodents have a very fast transit time um, in the matter of hours. I'm not sure how it compares to humans, but definitely, I mean, there's a lot of things you could look at there. I'm sure it's, I, this is something I would really like to look into further. I, I'm sure it will definitely affect anti-obesity drugs that target nutrient absorption. So a drug like Orlistat, which is a lipase inhibitor, I feel like that would definitely be relevant, but I'm not sure how you'd go about setting up a study other than surgically reducing colon length in order to quantify that. Something that's, I'll, de I'll definitely have to look into that. Yeah, definitely an interesting question. Next question here from Diana, who's asked whether the thermoneutral temperature is the same for all strains of mice. Yeah, I have not. It's it's generally published as a range, typically 30 to 32 degrees Celsius. So I've seen a few reports where it goes as high as 36. I it, It's a really, it, it's a very recent topic to be considered. And so I'm not, I don't know if anyone's done an empirical study to confirm that. But that would be very interesting and probably pretty easy to quantify just by looking at uh, sympathetic activation and measuring levels of UCP1 protein. I think that would be a really good study to do off-the-shelf uh, suppliers to, to further characterize their strains. Excellent. Next question here. What do you think would be the observation expected if a high-fat diet were to be replaced with normal chow? Animals will typically revert uh, or normalize their body weight. And there will be uh, a normalization of uh, some of the, the parameters like uh, lipidemia and glucose levels. Excellent. 
Well, there's a, a body of research suggesting that the refined low-fat diets complementary to D12492 and D12451 lead to rodents that are not actually healthy models. Uh, how would you feel about using standard chow as the control when the goal is to compare DIO to an ideal state of health? That is the typical control. And so I guess the obvious answer is that most people feel that, that that's what should be done. So can you repeat that question? Yeah, so I guess there's a body of research suggesting that some refined low-fat diets complementary to D1492 and D12451, oh. I think there was uh, diets that you mentioned on a certain slide, were not actually healthy models. Uh, standardized okay, I, diets so, are yeah. not actually healthy. I, so, yeah, okay, I get it. I think that, re that refers to the, the control versions of those two diets. So the, the ones that don't have that high fat content are not healthy models. Um, I'd be interested in looking further into this. So that's a new topic for me. Generally, again, it's going to depend on your specific readout, but it's currently widely acceptable to use standard chow as the control. I suppose we would have to look at how we're going to go about defining the ideal state of health in a mouse in the first place before we can specifically tailor a base and then a high fat version of a diet to, to modulate between that healthy state and the disease state. But yeah, I'd be interested if that questioner can actually refer me to some of these, these bodies of research because that would be something worth pursuing further. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Expert Answers and that you'll tune into future episodes where researchers just like you answer questions about their work and share science. Don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you next time.